Patrick, you know the Pope listens. Dynasty, our religion, for the blokes missing. On all of these trades, on all of these plays, on all of these grades. By the end of the day, y'all getting played. So, what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex? Send the homie a text? That trash off is the best? You try to make it complex? Then they text you back, now all of a sudden they don't make any sense? <laughs> Broaden your horizons, boy. Dynasty's not for the Simons, boy. Trade's not for consignment, boy Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy This my advice, from me to you Open up your cute little podcast queue Search up G-O-A-T District, my dude Pop it in your ear, man, y'all know what to do It's the... And I always be traded And I always be traded And I always be traded Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them Fish What is up, Fantasyland? We are back in the district for our first draft board review of the season. It's draft season, boys. I know it's Super Bowl week. We got a monster week lined up for you guys. So make sure you subscribe. Make sure you're smashing the like button. We got a monster guest tonight. We got Mr. Dynasty himself on the show tomorrow night, Ryan McDowell. And then we top it off on Wednesday, roll into the Super Bowl with the Podfather himself coming on uh, to join Theo and I in the afternoon. But tonight, we got the draft board on the screen. We got one, just one of my favorite dudes overall in the industry. And obviously, you guys agree with, with the amount of follows this guy has. But whether you see him in the, uh, you know, the ship chasing with the ship chasing guys uh, with Pete or, or whether you're listening to him on the, uh, the Flowcast, welcome to the show, Davis Maddock. Hey, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me, guys. Excited to uh, excited to talk this draft we did, the, the hard way best ball. Uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good time. Yeah, we're, we're pumped to have you on. Dan already mentioned that uh, he's he's going to be your uh, he's going to send me an invoice basically for the tech advice you gave me on some crypto uh, that I picked your brain on earlier, just so we don't take up t- too much time on the show. But look, we're pumped to have you on tonight. Why don't you tell the people about, uh, you know, what you're doing these days, where they can find your stuff. Uh, you know, I know you've got multiple uh, things that you're into and, the, and, the, and that you talk about. Now, remind the people where they can find you. And then, um, then, we'll, and then we'll let Dan talk about this draft, man, because this draft is fun. This is my second year in it. We'll let him set the table uh, before we get into the, the business. Yeah, you guys can uh, listen to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. You can listen to the Take Cast. And I am on uh, Sports Grid TV every day from noon central to 2 p.m. Uh, I think it's like channel 641 on Sirius. And uh, it's, it's always streaming live at, at sportsgrid.com. So all, all of that stuff's out there. Guys, check it out. Dan, set the table, brother. This is uh, the draft of the savages, the the first draft of the year, the $77 FFPC. Set the table. Okay, yeah. So the the hard way is just kind of a a loose group of uh, guys who play a lot of FFPC, a lot of different formats. Um, We we actually started out, the first draft was uh, a couple of years ago. We did uh, uh, the football, football guys players contest first. And um, then from there, we did another one last year. Uh, we also did a best ball last year. We started the dynasty last year. Um, Davis, I think, is in, in uh, it, he's in the dynasty for sure. Um, I don't remember if you were in the, the best ball last year or not, but, uh, you know, definitely a guy we wanted to get in there this year. And uh, so, yeah, we just we like to, to be one of the first uh, best ball drafts going so we can kind of get into it before ADP gets set. People start, you know, getting that group think going. And it's just, you know, basically 12 guys who uh, are diehard football fans, diehard fantasy guys that uh, just wanted to get out there and and uh, chop it up for the 2022 season, see what uh, each other was thinking about um, ADP and everything else. And a few of them may have won six digits prizes. Oh, yeah. Tennessee, <laughs> I mean, you know? you got you to be able to win uh, the, the football guys championship <laughs> twice. Uh, Austin, uh, has he's won uh, the uh, playoff, playoff right? challenge. Playoff challenge? Uh, he won the playoff challenge, there. yep. And then you have Muzio and uh, Best Ball, um, who were both in the, in the final uh, 12 for 
last year's football guys uh, best ball tournament. So you have some excellent best ball players. And wasn't that from our draft? Um, No, that was a different one. Oh, was it different? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, then of course, you got Nelson Sousa, who's, you know, only won a million dollars playing fantasy football. So, you know, it's it's an easy room. Not not too much trouble. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. I, I draft against these guys too often, but uh, it's uh, it's always fun, especially this early. Like Dan said, um, I feel like in a way we're we're helping set um, ADP, um, where you could take a stab at a guy, and you know potentially you get a a value, or or your player might might sink and, and crater. Um, there's so much, um, you know, going on where we have the NFL draft and we have free agency coming up. So you have to have kind of an eye on those things. Um, it's just, it's just an awesome experience. Um, you know, seeing where other players heads are at this time of the year, um, while you're building your own team. It's, it's always interesting. The comments to hey, Ad Davis, when you get a, you make a pick and you get a couple comments in the, in the draft coming from the peanut gallery. It always, uh, well, I, a I mean, I, I, I screwed myself over with, I mean, I didn't, well, I did not set ahead. my cue. I did. I did not set my cue. So for people who don't know, uh, I forgot about that. basically, basically when the, when the clock turned over to 2022 on the FFPC, their, their overnight timer, was not working. I, it's not anyone's fault. I'm I'm not that mad about it, but it did mean that I I got auto drafted. Basically, my least favorite player in the NFL <laughs> in Ezekiel Elliott in the fourth round. Now, granted, is Ezekiel Elliott probably going to go a minimum twelve picks higher than this when we're doing drafts in August? Yes. Is it fine? Yes, it's fine. Um, but I also, if you guys are familiar with my work, you know, I'm not really taking running backs in the fourth round, like, uh, like ever pretty much. So it, that, that, that part was not great. Well, and you also have to deal with call you, uh, automatic instead of Davis Matic. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, that is, uh, that's a big, that's a big part of the brand. Yes. And it's equal, equally bad uh, drafting Zeke Elliott in a draft where you're involved with Noah Riddell, where you got yeah, to see say. him just absolutely bash Zeke and talk, talk Pollard over Zeke. It's in the, in the league chat. It's, um, it's tough. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was, it was a tough scene. It was a tough scene. Uh, it did, it did free me up to not take a running back for like, I don't think I took one for like the next nine, 10 picks or whatever, which is kind of the way I like to do that. Anyway, so I guess, you know, you win some, you lose some. And I, I also thought, uh, I just, you know, kind of looking at the board, like these early drafts, I, I normally don't draft a ton before the NFL draft. I kind of wait for underdog to launch their big one. But the the wide receiver ADPs seem kind of soft. Like some of the guys I really like, I think are going later. And some guys I don't want to touch with a 10-foot pole are really being pushed up. So let's let's talk about that. Who are some of those guys that uh, that you were you're not super high on that are going early? Uh, well, examples. What just what I mean? So so one example I guess would be uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Look, I know unbelievable, great end of the year. I think he will probably get like I don't know. He'll probably be projected around this range for me next year. Wide receiver 23, 24. but. Going ahead of Chris Godwin, going ahead of Elijah Moore, going ahead of Pittman, all those guys. Well, you could actually probably say St. Brown's situation is better, but um, like Ayuk, I thought was was way too late. Um, honestly, Hunter Renfro, wide receiver thirty three. I I did not take him, but it it feels like I mean, what more does he have to do? <laughs> like this guy, like he's gonna he's gonna catch ninety passes a season as long as like nothing big changes in this offense and. I mean, I guess, you know, the Raiders could sign Chris Godwin in a free agency and, and that would be really bad for Renfro. But, but what, who, like, what other free agents could they sign that would really nuke Renfro? I mean, like Mike Williams, they signed Mike Williams. I don't think that does much of anything to him. Allen Robinson, I don't think that changes his projection all that much. So I, I thought Renfro looked really cheap. I like the Renfro pick too. And I feel like even if they add an alpha it doesn't nuke Renfro. Like you said, he's going to catch 90 passes. He might catch 85 if they add a, add an alpha because Carr loves him. He's such a big part of that offense. Um, and, yeah, like you said, he proved it this year. I like that value a lot where uh, Billy Muzio got him in the seventh. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a decent value. Um, you know, I 
just to, to kind of give the con um, argument on Renfro is I think there's a lot of people who, you know, are going, well, it was kind of a, um, you know, he was sucking up all the targets because there was nobody else to take him, uh, you know, which kind of ignores the the fact that targets are still earned. Uh, you're, you're not getting them just because everybody else is down. But I, I, I think there are some legitimate concerns about uh, what a healthy Darren Waller all year might do to his target share. Um, you know, and you certainly feel like they're going to be addressing uh, the wide receiver position in the draft or free agency, uh, one of the two. But the thing we also didn't know when we did this draft was we didn't know who the coach was going to be. And with uh, Josh McDaniel there, I mean, I think that bodes very well for, for Hunter Renfro, too. All right. Davis comes on firing, taking taking down my, my Monroe St. Brown pick right off the bat. So no, many, I, I get it, but how do you take him over Chris Godwin? Dude? No, no, I totally Explain agree. It. Look, I, okay, I'm not going to disagree with the Godwin. Even the Pittman is – I'm not going to disagree. Look, it's the first draft of the year. It's, no, I, I like to get a little I get crazy. It. I like to take guys – and I got to be honest, St. Brown's not a guy that, that I was on, you know, to my, to, to my fault, obviously, that I was on this season until, you know, until now that the season's over. And the reason is that a lot of people kind of and – I, and I hear it out there on both ends, you know, even when I made the pick – that was kind of the reaction was, oh, yeah, you know, JD's trying to like reach to, to get fancy with the pick. But if you look at his last, like you can't deny it, guys, from week 13 to week 18, the lowest week he had was 23.5 fantasy points. He went yeah, up to was- 35 points. So he was five out of out of six weeks. He was like a wide receiver one with high, tw- like mid to high 20s into the 30s. So if you think about Detroit, even if they bring in a rookie, like him and Goff obviously built a relationship. I take I, I weigh heavily uh, late year production, especially from rookies, especially in a type of offense like this. Like Goff, it's his first year in the offense. Yeah, Goff's not great. He's not Rodgers. He's not going to give you. But if he's hammering the same guy, peppering the same guy all year in that offense, what's going to change next year? They're bringing a rookie. You, you know, like the rookie's got to adapt. Uh, St. Brown still has the advantage there with the rapport building. I don't know. I, I still think that I agree. Maybe the fifth round is probably where it settles. And maybe that's the best case scenario that you're drafting. I don't know if he gets past a lot of the guys that you mentioned. Um, Godwin, I guess the concern is where's he going to end up? The injuries, that kind of thing. Of course, talent wise, you're going Godwin there. And I don't disagree, like I said, with either of the guys you mentioned, but I, I kind of yeah. liked him as my wide receiver three in that in that range there. Now, refresh my memory. Did we start this before the, the Chiefs Bills game? Um, I think. Let's see. We started on the twenty fourth. So is that the Davis? That was that the, the day Davis? after? It was a day right after. I think. So yeah. Gabriel Davis. This will be the latest Gabriel Davis goes in a draft it, until f- forever. I mean, Gabriel Davis is going to be like on underdog. Gabriel Davis is going to be a fourth round pick by 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 mid July. True professional. See, cuts my one pick down, and then he comes back and compliments my eighth round. For those who are listening right now, first of all, we appreciate listening or watching because you guys are awesome. The support on the podcast has not uh, diminished since we've been on YouTube. But guys, if you're listening and you're not checking us out on YouTube, we've got the draft board up on the screen. You can check out Davis's crazy flow. Like even Dan is jealous of the flow right now. <laughs> I know I am because I got nothing under here. Theo's got the the army cut going. Um, but no, guys, check out check out the YouTube channel. Come subscribe. Smash the like button. Check out the 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 draft board so you can kind of follow along and and you know in the comments let us know where you see values or mistakes, whether it's St. Brown or or um or you know getting that value with Davis uh in the eighth round. Davis is funny though. It's like 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 Davis Maddock just said, Gabriel Davis is uh, is gonna shoot up. Um I had a conversation with some NFFC people. Um especially when you're you're projecting that Beasley and Sanders could be completely completely out of Buffalo. Um, I mean, Davis could settle into that fifth roundish range. I'm not. I'm not sure about about the fourth in regular redraft, but I could see it in best ball. But yeah, it's like that's a crazy good value. Um, I remember last year when we did this draft, Jerry Judy was like an eleventh rounder, um, and then all of a sudden by, yeah. by draft season, he's going in like the fourth round. So it's the value. It's it, it is funny to see in these early values, but Davis is definitely one that could end up being a, an absolute steal here. So if we if we look at this board, because I'm trying to come down, like go down the list, like where would you kind of put him if, if you're taking him today? Because you talked about how Hunter Renfrew is good value right now 
ODB was showing something, you know, at the end of the year, going into the Super Bowl, Ayuk, Devontae Smith, Brandon Cooks, the consistency, no matter who the, the quarterback is, uh, Darnell Moon popping with, uh, with field. I mean, so he's, he's really fragile based on what they do in free agency. If I mean, so Emmanuel Sanders is going to be 35 if he's gone. And, uh, Isaiah McKenzie was only on a one year deal. And I, I like, can't you just see the Falcons giving him one year, $8 million or something, or, you know, the chargers or something, Cause like it's it, the Buffalo didn't draft him either, so it's not one of those things where like, oh, this is a guy we drafted and developed. Like, but they seem to up. want to give him the ball though. Like you, they, you could tell they were like forcing. They him. did. Yeah. No, I, so you're totally right. But I, I, in a weird way, I think that those two guys and Beasley is a team option. So like, there's a scenario where Sanders, Beasley, and McKenzie are all not on the team, and there's a scenario where Beasley and McKenzie are back, and they, you know, they sign whoever, you know, just pick, pick a wide receiver name out of a hat, you know, and, and then Gabriel, you know, then it's like, whatever. But if, if you're doing projections and you can project Gabriel Davis for 140 targets, it's like, I mean, literally he could go. So if it could be a Mike Evans, Chris Godwin situation, where like, they're both going in the top 36 picks. Yeah, for sure. And I, you know, I think part of the deal with Davis is that they just, never really gave him that many targets all last year, all this year, you know, it was like they kept find, trying to find ways to not go to him, uh, you know, which is really, I guess, odd, especially considering what we saw in the playoffs. I mean, you know, it's basically they fed the guy targets and he just absolutely smashed with them. So hopefully they've, they've kind of learned and uh, they will try to make him a bigger part of the offense going forward. Uh, you know, certainly they've got a new offensive coordinator. So, uh, you know, even though he's, was a quarterback's coach before um, it still things could change. Things could get tweaked. You know, I, I would definitely be bullish on Davis. If I could get him in the middle of the eighth, I'd be very, very happy with that right now. I want to ask you, Davis, you talked about the running back position and and not drafting any in the fourth round. I get the Zeke, uh, you know, hesitation. JK Dobbins is a guy I really like, you know, coming off injury. I, I usually agree with that, but I've been I've been drafting quite a bit, and I find even Dan and I did a one of those never uh, too early one twenty five buy-ins, and like getting Barkley in the third or any of these guys like Gibson Jones, like we took um, did we take Gibson in the second Dan? Uh, we took uh, Derek Henry we're, in the first. We're at, we're at the top oh I'm thinking about it. Sorry, I'm thinking about one I did. Sorry, Dan. I, I took anyways, I did a live one where I took Gibson in the second and then at Barkley came back to me in the third. And I'm like, why did I take Gibson? I could have stacked my like two solid receivers. And then, you know, even third, the third or the fourth round, I'm finding that the running backs this year are actually pretty nice options. You, you obviously don't agree. Well, so it's, it's sort of one of those things where it's, it's, you're sort of like retrofitting it to what I, you know, I just did 400 drafts last okay. year or whatever. Yeah. Now, Barkley, Barkley in the third is, is nice for now but if he shows up healthy like i'm you know projecting forward if he shows up healthy to training camp and you know dable is saying the right things like oh yeah daniel jones like we're gonna we're gonna get barkley involved in the passing game again you know barkley looks healthy now that being said even barkley in the third like i still kind of have my doubts like and, and honestly very similar to the doubts people have about mccaffrey which is that you know mccaffrey has been injured for for two years in a row and is kind of a smaller guy anyway. So Barkley has uh, Barkley's actually been injured three years in a row because um, he had the the high ankle sprain. So I, it's like and and I don't know. Like, do I want Saquon Barkley or do I want Jalen Waddle? I, I don't know. I kind of want Jalen Waddle. Well, that's who I took, but yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Or do I, or, or do I want AJ Brown or Saquon Barkley? I think that'll be a really common thing and like i'm just taking aj brown there i'm just taking yeah. debo there i'm just taking cd there i think pretty much every time and javante is obviously going going ahead of barkley and that's not going to change if anything that's going to keep creeping up in my opinion yeah i mean i i definitely want some third round exposure to barkley while i can get it because i do think davis is probably right that uh you know if he comes into camp looking healthy coach says all the right things and everything he's going to be right back up and up Probably, you know, like the people love that round. guy. Yeah. It, it, you know, fantasy football players are mostly incurable optimists, you know, so we see one great season from somebody and that's the floor now. 
you know, we, we saw Barkley's rookie year. So that's the floor. That's what we expect out of him every year. And, you know, it's, it hasn't worked out for him, but you know, people will get right back into, yeah, but man, if he stays healthy this year, he could be fantastic. You know, for me in the third round, um, you know, I've, I've got some third round Waddle. Definitely. I've got, um, some third round Keenan Allen, uh, I I took both of those guys instead of Barkley in a couple places, and I also took Deontay. Barkley in a couple places instead of those guys. So even even like their third round is low, like Ridley, Deontay, yeah. T Higgins, DK. Like those guys are all nice picks. There, Waddle. That's why for me, I, I'm like uh, I'm either getting Barkley or Gibson in the third, or I'm taking one of those receivers and then seeing what falls in the fourth. J.K. Dobbins yeah. just seems like a value to me everywhere. I don't know. I've but, taken, I, but I see. Sorry, go ahead, Theo. I've taken DK actually twice in um, these these early best balls right around this this third round, and I think mm-hmm. he's I think he's a smash value for me right now. If he if he's a late third um, type pick, um, I think that the ceiling is still there. Um, we we've seen him have absolute smash games, and he's still quite young. So I think that he's he's like a discounted guy for me um, when I'm looking at this board. Uh, and so to, just to get back to what Davis was saying about the, um, the sort of the dead zone for running backs, it is interesting though, that you do have, I like, I took JK Dobbins. So I've, obviously I'm a little bullish on him, but you have young running backs going in that range. So it makes it mm-hmm. kind of a little more appealing where a lot of those dead zone failures were kind of older plotting guys. There's less like console. Mike Davis guys yeah. looking yeah. at it right now. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and and Montgomery's a little shinier, you know, after a couple of good years. Eliza Mitchell coming off a hot year. And ETN, um, I'm I'm bullish on to see what what he does this year. Um, I think he's got big time potential catching passes. Um, and and Carter, I like I like Michael Carter. I've I've told mm-hmm. Dan I think it's a, it's a target for me. Um, in dynasty leagues right now, I think that if Carter survives the draft, um, he could be a pretty appealing um, you know RB two type. Um, we had we saw him have a really good stretch last year in a bad offense. Um, the coaching staff likes him, so I don't know. The dead zones dead zones a little funny right now for um, for running backs, but it's it's hard. It's really hard passing up those those wide receivers for sure. It's a, it's a tough it's a tough thing to balance. Yeah, for and me, I, think, I think the dead zone goes a little bit later this year. Like, you know, you still got you still got guys in the third that you feel pretty comfortable with, even in the early fourth in this particular draft. So I think, uh, you know, as, as a couple weeks have gone by, um, some of those guys have adjusted up more upwards and they're more in the third round instead of the fourth round, like Dobbins, uh, Montgomery is usually going in the third round. You know, I, I, I can feel pretty comfortable with that. But, uh, you know, when you start to get to, uh, you know, Zeke, you know, I, as Davis said, a lot of people are going to be pushing him right up on the third. I'll definitely be passing there. Uh, but I I picked up fifth round Zeke Elliott uh, in one draft, which is just Ze- Zeke know. is going ahead of Aaron Jones come come big draft season, right? Put oh. that put that down in pen. That's happening. Yes. Like just 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 let yourself know that that's happening. Oh, it for sure is a hundred percent. Aaron what Jones is going to be like the Josh Jacobs of of next year. <laughs> And I still would rather have A.J. Dillon, I think, too. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. A.J. Dillon, like, didn't really break out this year, and he had, I think, a 1,000 thousand yards and seven touchdowns, I think, mm-hmm. without without really breaking out. Like, that's it's pretty – like I mean, and Pollard kind of – I think Pollard finished, like, running back 25 maybe, um, you know, with just kind of chipping in here and there. I mean, it, it is – like, uh, you know, it's so easy to be optimistic about these guys this far out, but, like, so many of these guys are going to suck. Like, mm-hmm. Clyde Ritz-Alaire running back 21, like, he's probably going to be in a three-way timeshare with, like, Derek Gore and and some street free agent. Like, they're going to sign some third down back. Poor, poor CH. Lo- loved him. Well, I didn't love him. Actually, I thought it was a terrible draft pick, but I stocked up so much on him in Dynasty, and I, I just don't think it's going to happen for him. No, I don't think so either. I mean – He's proven to be pretty much just a guy at this point. Yeah, I, saw him, um, I think it was it was Josh Larky tweeted he went one hundred and one uh, in an underdog draft. So he's he's really I think he's going to really falling. Yeah, it, and the funny thing, getting back to Aaron Jones and uh, AJ Dillon is the funny thing is yeah AJ Dillon seems like a value here, you know. But yeah. on the other hand, it's still not like Aaron Jones sucks. I mean, you know, it's not like Aaron Jones is not playing like Zeke Elliott. Uh, 
you know, he's he's doing good things when he touches the ball, much more so than Elliott. But it's just that Dylan is just man, it's it's pretty hard to deny what he can do. Uh, you know, especially as a as there, game there is on. also I I believe there's an out in Aaron Jones's contract. If I'm reading this on Spotrack correctly, he's sixty five hundred dollars a dead cap. They can if if they trade Rodgers and and let all the you know they have so many free agents left to go. Not not saying they would do it, but if they wanted to, they they could just you know just be like, hey, thanks for your thanks for your service. Go go win somewhere else because we're not winning. I'm I'm yeah. the Dan. You know I'm I'm a big AJ Dillon guy. I've got him everywhere in Dynasty. I've got all his. It probably the last guy I've collected in actual cards. Davis, my 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 fellow NBA Top Shot. Uh, Coke. Just Coke. just got a just got a big fat order back from PSA. No, oh, damn, you're still in it, eh? I my no my, no, I sent an order off to PSA a year ago, and it just <laughs> like got ten back. years ago. That's right, that's right. See another reason you should be on in NFTs instead of uh, instead yeah. of the physicals. But if you look at AJ Dillon last year, even without he to me he's he's following that Derrick Henry funny enough, Aaron Jones path where he's starting off with maybe a less volume because there's a guy ahead of him. But last year with Aaron Jones in the picture, three uh, top 12 weeks and then six top where he was an RB two or better. So, and, and I'm talking like, you know, again, you know, in the twenties, nice mid, he even gave you 27 points uh, one week last year. So he's showing enough flashes Davis. And I think that's why where, and then there's enough in- uncertainty with the green Bay situation so I think with that tight end, with what you just said with Jones's contract, I mean, you could see why AJ Dillon um, could be a nice value uh, this year, depending on how high he gets. Nothing yeah. will turn me into a boomer faster than talking about AJ Dillon. Like I'm like all about passing and don't draft running backs until it's AJ Dillon. And then it's just like body, body blows. Uh, Rashad Penny running back 35. I mean, why is he not just going where Chris Carson went for the last three years? <laughs> So it, true, like, actually. Yep. So right? True. That's actually such a good I, comment. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, he was a free agent, so you you know, you don't know where he's gonna end up. But you, again, you, you know you, Pete you Carroll got... saw those games and he's like, oh, yeah. I can't wait to pay this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so he can go to the nurse then the so you're, you're, you're saying Carroll's gonna be bidding against himself on him. Yeah, I mean that's like what they do. That's like what yeah. the Seahawks do. It's like, oh, all right, we'll pay a first round pick for Jimmy Graham will pay a first round pick for Percy Arvin. No problem. Those last, those last four out of five weeks, though, like Jesus, man, he give you like some serious points: thirty-two and a half, twenty-six. He'd be crazy. He'd be crazy to get away from from Pete Carroll too, Penny. Oh yeah, <laughs> yep. It would it would just be nuts. So and, and, and it's not like there's any team that like needs a running back in free agency. Like, can you think of a team off the top of your? I mean. Maybe maybe you could come up with like one or two that like need a running back, but I I can't really. Yeah, well, I mean, does any team really need a running back? Well, no, I mean, you know, <laughs> we all we all know that, but yeah, I mean, you could you could kind of see, you know, like maybe even the Eagles. Um, well, yeah, Miles Sanders they, is an unrestricted free agent, right? I think he's got one more year left, but he's yeah, he's just he's so underwhelming. I mean, he just doesn't, you know, he's, he's a better receiver than he is a runner. I think he's a tease. He's a tease, yeah, man. But, but he first just can't stay it. healthy. You know, the, the bills, I don't know that they're still happy with their, their situation. Dolphins could definitely use a running back. Oh, I think uh, the bills are pretty happy with Devin Singletary. Like, after, yeah. like looking, at this, run. looking at this draft guys, Damian Harris, Devin Singletary, both going after Miles Sanders. It's crazy. I, yeah. I think that's crazy personally. Yeah, I I think though I, to to be fair to uh, to scoundrel, um, he scoundreled himself there because he he went on auto draft and Alan uh, Sanders Robinson. and Allen Robinson were both uh, auto drafts with nobody in the queue, so they yeah, were just the top the guys. Yep, they were just the the top guys available in the queue, and then the same thing when he he came around to round ten eleven, uh, Chris Carson, Matt Ryan. Uh, that those were also auto drafted picks, and that's that's why when you're on the end, you definitely want to make sure you got players in your queue because if you get if you get nailed one, he also got he also got Chris Carson who's yes. like not going to play football anymore. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> tenth round, yeah. So yeah, if you're if you're on the end, make sure you always got guys in the queue because if you get nailed once, you're getting nailed twice in a row. 
Uh, yeah. Because as soon as it puts you on auto draft, it's going to take your next guy right away. So you don't even have a chance to stop it. I, I probably not, not too not too happy about the Matt Ryan selection. <laughs> he got he got Scott, Chris Carson, Matt Ryan is about as ugly as it gets. <laughs> that's that's two, pretty ugly. Two guys it's you're not lying in machine. bed at night hoping are on your roster. You know, it's a time machine type draft. So, right. guys, let's talk tight end a bit. FFPC is obviously tight end premiums. Um, Davis, I, I really like what you did here. You obviously went Waller in the third. We talked about that a bit, but like the to me, it's it's. You know, you've got your your top guys. Where where does that end? I guess Waller would be the last guy, or do you guys consider? Do you guys still consider Waller in that that top tier, or do you I, think? I, I don't really. Again, I I wanted Waddle here, and then I just didn't like. I got auto pick, but I'm I'm fine with it. I think his ADP will settle right around there. The guy that I know I won't be taking if this if these prices hold is Hawkinson. TJ Hawk agreed. Both of them, both uh, Hawkinson and Schultz, no way I'm paying these prices. With with FFPC, like when we do the main event and stuff, we I, I think we've taken Kittle in the second round. Like mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've done like nine main events, and I think we've taken Kittle like seven times. Um, but it's it's always elite tight end, or I I'm going or I'm wait. waiting till the I'm I'm taking you know Kyle Rudolph and and sh- like I I'm not I'm not the the mid tier guys I think are the worst prices like eighth round Pat Fryermuth. Does not sound like a good time. Uh oh, Theo. No, I'm a huge Muth guy, but I understand what you're saying there. It's well, he's like not a, rewarded like, in oh, this format, though. You know what I mean? Because he scores touchdowns. 100%. And also, you're drafting him at his at his peak. Um, like, I don't see a scenario where he gets into that top five. So, Waller's funny. I think that the top four is going to be pretty clear but i do think waller deserves to, yeah i do i do think waller is has a little more safety to him than uh and a potential higher ceiling than than hawkinson um i think he's it's almost to me like kind of a, a teardrop after waller um where i i think i'd feel i would definitely feel better about having the first four tight ends but i do think there's some value in waller and the one thing about taking waller um early dan and i actually had this conversation today we're doing a never too early 125 where it allowed you to to be like super fragile at tight end where you could take three tight ends because you you use an early pick on waller where you know i waited till the 11th round and i ended up having to take like five tight ends um you know late so it yeah. gives you more i was gonna say yeah you can take four, can even take four or five because they, they give you the flexibility in the in that that flex spot yeah, yeah. so I don't know. I, I think that there's, um, you know, like like Noah took um, Kelsey third, and I think Kelsey is going to go lower than that in redraft. But I could see the appeal of using an early best ball pick on him there um, because, again, it, it allows Noah just to, to fire off, you know, mm-hmm. wide receiver, wide receiver values, um, especially when you get in the double-digit rounds and you'll still find those, you know, potential weak winner wide receivers. So I don't know. Waller's, Waller's kind of funny, but I do see Hawkinson – I think that that's that's probably going to be a fade for me if he goes right there. Um, Schultz is scary. He's a, he's a free agent. Um, he could end up you know just losing so much value. Goddard's interesting to me. Um, we saw we saw Goddard have um, you know a spike game towards the end of the year. Um, he's young. He seems to still be having an, an upward trajectory. Like of all the kind of dead zone tight end types, I think he'd be the one that I, that I, I like the most. And of course, Abib took him in this draft. Yeah, right. So, so Davis, where at, at, at what point in this draft are you kind of back in on tight end? Um, you know, if you didn't take one early, then where are you where are you hopping in? If you didn't have Waller, where you had him? Where's the group like, you'd like to collect? Yeah, so I'm going. I'm going to like the tight end twenty and later, and I'm hoping to take. Uh, so in this draft, I took three. Uh, one because Fer- Ferks are at tight end forty five. Just it's like Anthony Ferks is going to catch four touchdowns or whatever. But I, I mean, that could have easily been a wide receiver. But that I mean, Hooper is going to do. You know, he's going to score one hundred and twenty tight end premium PPR points. Not he's not going to have any spike weeks. Um, Tanyan coming back off the ACL, Evan Ingram at tight end 23. Like, obviously he's useless. Uh, I love that whoever took Trey McBride, uh, who took, who took Trey McBride? That's they, that you feel? 
Or is that Dan? I see. No, yeah, I, I knew it was Dan. Dan. I, I saw Justin Tucker there, so I knew it was Dan's team. <laughs> ahead, ahead of the curve, Trey McBride. I'm all in. I'm all in on this guy. Like I, I, I after after watching him at the Senior Bowl and stuff, like I can't, I can't wait to start uh, taking this guy in in rookie drafts. But that's right. that's pretty exactly. much always. And, yeah, and that's why I took him there because you know when you when you force yourself to take Evan Ingram. Uh, you know, you've just got to cleanse the palate somehow. And yep. Trey Mc, McBride was the, the palate cleanser for me. And Dan is the tight end whisperer. So he, he yes. had the foresight of taking Trey before the blow up at Senior Bowl. We, we decided Kylan Granson is going to be the, the hashtag brand tight end of the show this offseason out <laughs> in uh, Indy. Could I be. like Granson. Yeah, he's a nice tight end four in these things. Yeah. yeah, but I mean that's that's pretty much the move. Is I think you either take one guy super early, and then you know your favorite late. I took Troutman. Um, you know he just he plays a bunch of snaps. I, I not that I'm really into Adam Troutman or anything, but mm-hmm. you know some of these teams that took like the way like the way Dan did it. He took he took five tight ends, and I'm like that that seems that seems fine. I mean that seems actually kind of optimal to me in this format if you're not taking one until the eleventh round. I really yeah. wish the chat, the, the guests or the the chats comments didn't cover our guests guest picture because <laughs> I'm like hesitant to put them up, but we you know we get some good good comments from the chat, but for some reason it covers our guests guests' face. So Anna, shout out to Anna and Kyle uh, joining the chat. Yep, for sure. So um, let's let's just kind of uh, you know JD, we you know we we kind of ripped on his draft a little bit, Theo. And uh, Davis, we kind of ripped on his a little bit with the auto drafts. Uh, Theo and I, we haven't we haven't really um, we haven't really ripped uh, yet. So I, I think an equal opportunity ripping, we need to to get in there and kind of <laughs> deconstruct me and Theo's drafts. I mean, you know, I'll start with mine. I got like I think if I had it to do over again, um, you know, T Higgins instead of Deontay Johnson, I, I think I might go with Johnson uh, at this point. And then uh, the the one that I really wish I had back was Kyler Murray over Justin Herbert. Uh, you know, Murray's upside is definitely intoxicating, but uh, I I think I would have been better served with. I don't know. Herbert he unfollowed. There. He unfollowed the Cardinals, Dan. I don't know if you heard, but the unfollowed. I did hear that. Yes. And on Instagram. <laughs> I'm so worried. <laughs> so, but you know, overall, you know, I just tried to to do what. Um, you know, Davis was, was talking about, you know, I didn't get an early tight end that I liked. So I just, you know, sat and hammered a few later ones and just, you know, rack up on the, the running backs and wide receivers. How did, how did we let you get Daryl Williams at running back 78? He's just going to resign with the Chiefs and do it again. Like, I don't know. I, I That's on me. I don't know why. I don't know why I didn't take him. I took I took Mike Boone. What wow, am I doing? The 28th round. That's a nice one. You know, yeah, but I, I kind of like Boone, too. I mean, you know. I mean, I, we we all like he's he's like one of the, the nerds. We all love Mike Boone, but you know, <laughs> what can you do? Right, true. Uh, yeah, so it, that's you know, I don't know. I I, I definitely felt like I, I would have done a couple things differently there, um, you know. And there were there were a couple players like, um, yeah, Gabe Davis. You know, like he wasn't for whatever reason. I I just wasn't seeing him. And Kadarius Tony was another one that uh, yes, was interesting. agreed. That was the same. And, when I saw him go, I was like, ah, yeah. You know, and of course, you know, it's because uh, you know the Q has you know like all of last year's ADP. So you know those guys are just buried down in there. So sometimes you just you start scrolling and you know you just miss them. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. Now, now yeah. Theo took Theo did the double expensive quarterback strategy, which I do not like for for best ball. Yeah, I'm kind of there with you. So okay. yeah. the yeah, and, and in retrospect, if I could if I could flip it around, I probably would have gone Josh Allen um, instead of J.K. Dobbins. Just looking at where I could have covered up at running back. Um, I think that the the Dobbins pick was okay, but at the end of the day, if I could if I could redo it, I'd prefer to have DJ Moore or Josh Allen um, instead of Dobbins. I didn't I didn't hate my draft. Um, I think I kind of covered up at tight end, um, waiting, uh, and I don't know. For me, the the double the double QB um, 
I get the correlation with Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf, which I'm trying to do with DK this year in case he goes nuclear. And um, Hurts I like in best ball because we've seen him have, you know, the spike weeks. Um, and it kind of allows me to kind of punt QB3, which in a 28-rounder, a twenty eight rounder, I'm, I, I'd be more apt to take a third quarterback a little a little earlier if I waited on QB. So, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't hate my draft. I like a couple of the values. Um, I'm, I, I'm always taking Chase Claypool. Um, I'm like one of the, one of the, you know, nice. the team, love, team Chase Claypool. No, believers. Chase Claypool is going to score more points than Deontay this year when they get a real quarterback. Nice. nice. <laughs> Maple child. I love it. I love, it. I love, I love the take. I love the take. And Theo. I love getting Elijah Moore. No, Theo, I love, I love your roster, especially the way you started your build, but that was my issue with the double tap on the QBs is, is this guy right down here this red spot right here, this red stain you're eating like fries or something and the ketchup just drip in the 26th round with Sam Darnold. You, you took two guys early. You don't need Sam Darnold there. Yeah. That's my, was... only, that's my only issue with it. You could have got, uh, where's that Crowder? Like, you know, just pick a rookie or. Well, I had, I, I had Kenny, I had Kenny Pickett um, as in my queue. Uh, it would have been, it would have been nice to have Kenny Pickett um, in retrospect um, if I was going to take a QB late. But I don't know. It was it was the it was the end of the draft and um, see that I wouldn't mind as much. I wouldn't mind that as much because at least you're going with upside there, and you know as much as that's not anyone's favorite word, but at least you're getting upside there. Whereas Darnold, I mean, what's he going to give you at best? Yeah, you're right. It was it was somewhat of a wasted pick. Um, and I do think you know if you go two QB, you can the, in the in the first ten rounds, like you said, you could probably just punt it. But yeah, I, I could I would probably change that pick, but uh. Yeah, it was overall. I like I like my build. I, I like getting Braxton Berrios and, and um, before Dan could get him a little yes. later. That felt yes, great because Dan would have would have absolutely <laughs> taken. Dan him. apologized to me for drafting him on one of our teams. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? I love Braxton Berrios right now. He's going to be the one of the hottest free agents if some of these guys resign. Like if Adam resigns, especially with him and his girlfriend, all those shots out there with the McCaffreys. And come on, man, people eat this up. Send yeah. Barrios, I like that, and I liked. Um, I kind of like the um, the the Pickens Collins Barrios run. Um, yeah, where I was able to pick up some value out of that. And Pickens is interesting. Like we even thought, dove into the the rookies, but I could see Pickens, you know, being one of these guys that has a really good second half of the season if he gets in a, in a good. Oh, if Pickens, time. if Pickens shows up to whatever team drafts him and he's he's posting highlight reel stuff in in rookie minicamp, I mean. The market is going to be so predisposed to him anyway. I mean, he mm-hmm. is going to he's going to je- I mean, he's going to be going in like the tenth round of these, like real quick. Yeah, he could blow yeah. up for sure. Guys, yeah, smash so- the like, smash the subscribe. Sorry, Dan, I just got to give our, our partners at the FFPC a quick word. MyFFPC.com, guys. This is where we drafted this draft. This is where we play most of our leagues: dynasty, best ball, redraft. You name it. Right now, they have the never too early. Best ball draft, uh, 125 buy-in, 25K for first. You can play best balls at all levels. And then Dynasty Orphans for sale. Uh, Look out for those uh, startups coming soon for sure. And uh, actually, Dan, you reached out to me. Guys, if if you're not signed up to the FFPC and you're new signing up through the show, just tag one of us uh, or at Goat District, and uh, we'll help you get a sign-up bonus uh, onto the site that you can use towards uh, any of these leagues. I'm I'm curious uh, for for Davis and also Dan's opinion and JD as well. If we go back to the first two rounds, is there any pick that we didn't like in the first two rounds that kind of stands out? For sure, that Eckler guy, that pick was awful. <laughs> no, see, I was like, I was like, because I wanted to take Tyreek. I I didn't think anyone was going to take him, and I looked back at at Eckler and I was like, holy shit, he was so good. Last yeah. year, like I, I didn't have Eckler on any, Yeah, I didn't have Eckler on any of my main event teams or anything last year. So it's like if you don't have one in a league, you're really sweating. You don't pay that close of attention. But I mean, the guy led the NFL in touchdowns. Like <laughs> that's nuts. Like he 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 scored more touchdowns this last season than he had up into his career at that point. Like unbelievable. So I I I. I I, I did kind of panic on CD though, like because it was just one of those where like this is my first draft. I don't know ADP yet. I definitely would have taken CD here last year. He only had a thousand yards and six touchdowns, but 
I mean, he's just one of the like he's just one of those guys. He's uh, he's kind of like DJ Moore, where it's like people are going to be making excuses for Ceedee Lamb until he retires if he never does it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's hope he does it. Uh, speaking of, what do you you follow Dallas pretty close, Davis? What do you think about uh, Cooper? Is he going to be with the team next year? So my my take this whole time has been they were ready to move on from him until Gallup tore his ACL and. Now that now that Gallup, I would be shocking if he was like 100% good to go in week one. I think mm-hmm. they, you know, in the building, they're like, we got a good team. Dak is good. The defense is way better than we thought. This isn't the time to be, I, I think he's only 27. I, I think Amari Cooper, it's like, it's not the time to let him go and be like, all right, Cedric Wilson. And, and Cedric Wilson, by the way, is also a free agent who mm-hmm. after that, after that run, he might want to go get paid more than Dallas is willing to pay him. So I, I think, I, I think probably if they're, they're just going to run it back. Exactly. The offense is going to be the exact same pending uh, Gallup getting healthy. And I guess probably Simi Fahoko will be the fourth wide receiver instead of Cedric Wilson. That's really mm-hmm. about it. Okay. You, I threw, I threw this question on cause I know you, uh, you're, you're really close to this man. Uh, that that uh, Anna is asking us about. <laughs> I, I wish I had a pick that I could throw on right now, but uh, you actually ran into this dude like not that long ago. Yeah, no, I saw I saw Robert Sala when I was down in Florida. I spoke briefly. He was he was very nice. Took a picture with my daughter. Um, I live on Long Island, so it was kind of cool to see the Jets coach. He was a very nice guy, but uh, I don't know Denzel Mims. It's the mystery, you know. The, the, there's still Mims truthers out there, but um, Sala did tell me that uh, look out for Elijah Moore in year two. I uh, said he's gonna blow up in year two, which was nice. uh, very, very nice to hear. Nice. All right. The, uh, the I, I just wanted to say the pick I made that was my favorite pick was Wandale Robinson in the fifteenth round. People, people are are not hip to Wandale yet, but considering the season that Debo just had, every every guy who comes into the NFL who can run a little bit. Is going to get a bunch of juice. Debo, or uh, not Debo, Wandale transferred from Nebraska to Kentucky and was basically their only good player on offense, or at least in terms of, of catching the ball. He had, he had um, 900 more scrimmage yards than every other wide receiver on their team. And uh, he, the guy's unbelievable. And I think, I literally do think that Debo having this season he just had is going to push him up from like, a maybe maybe day three guy to being like he's going in the second round. Someone's taking him in the second round because of what Debo just did. I think. Well, it's a copycat league, right? So mm-hmm. other teams are going to start scheming guys in that maybe they weren't. Before, he, he's right? like Laviska, but good. <laughs> well, there you go. Nice. Which pains me to say. Right. It, it pains a lot of us. So lot of us. yeah, and, and I think you know we're kind of already hitting it a little bit, but uh, you know the the rookies. Uh, you know, like Wand- Wandale Robinson, you you can get him like 20th round or later still in uh, some of these best ball drafts. Uh, I think JD and I, the, uh, the one we did, he was still available in the 20th round. And, you know, but as we as you look at where the rookies have gone, uh, you know, what are, what are you doing with rookies in these early drafts? And, uh, you know, who do you really see as being big values? Uh, so we got Wandale's a, a big value and George Pickens is a big value. Um, any others that you really like? Any values that you hate? For- I think all the I think all the I think all the running backs um, seemed overvalued because of what we were just talking about, which is who, who's going to draft Brees Hall where you want to take him in the fourth round? I mean, uh, maybe it's out there, and obviously, lots of stuff is is yet to come you know, in free agency and stuff. And now Kenneth Walker at 704, I could see, I could see that one pretty good, but, but Spiller and Hall uh, looked a little bit um, pricey and, and um, Drake London, Drake London, I, I liked quite a bit too. I think, I think he's going to be, he's kind of Amon Ra St. Brownie, you know, big, big mm-hmm. dude. I think I'm on say they went to they played together right they both yeah. were they both he, were USC he was yeah. more productive than uh than ARSB I don't think ARSB ever ever led USC um in receiving it was always someone else um he was yeah. always like second so yeah London's a beast yeah he's really good okay yeah, how about Burt where he went 
It's like Burks. So like Burks is tough because we all love Burks. You know, he's one of those guys that the fantasy community jazzes up. And I just mm-hmm. don't have a sense on if the NFL is like, oh, this guy's got it. But we were talking about that a little bit before the show. It's like, you know, we all love him. Like, that's our guy. But is he going to be a top 10 pick in the NFL draft? Like, is he Justin Jefferson? You know, I, I, I don't, I don't have a sense, you know, February 7th. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there yet. My, my, the only rookie takes I know is that I think the running backs are overvalued right now because not also none of them seem to be like really generational spillers, really good, like super Mm -hmm. fast. Um, And, and Wandale is going to be, Wandale is going to be like the new shiny toy, I think. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Like I took, uh, you know, Garrett Wilson, I, the reason why I settled on him after Traylon went is just basically because of the mock drafts I was seeing, you know, like on the, you know, NFL.com crawl and all of that. Um, you know, it seems like it seems like the NFL teams are a lot higher on Garrett Wilson for whatever reason than Traylon Burks. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not quite sure that I get it. But uh, on the other hand, you know, they're the ones who are going to be actually spending, you know, real draft picks and real money on them. So, uh, you know, if they like him better, uh, I'm definitely going to take that under consideration. Yeah, I liked your pick a lot with with Wilson, Dan. That was it was a good spot to get him. Yeah, I was I was hoping to be honest, I was hoping Traylon would make it back around to me. But I should have known with Nelson sitting there on the end, there was no way that was going to happen. Um, so it is what it is. But yeah. Um, Anything else on rookies? Well, I took Malik Willis with the very last pick okay. uh, of the draft, and just because I like I like Malik Willis. But it sounds like it, if the people at the Senior Bowl are not lying, it sounds like some team's gonna have to trade up for him, and mm-hmm. probably. I mean, who knows if we all learned our lesson with how bad Fields was and Lance not starting? Like, I don't know if if we've really learned our lesson. Um, but, uh, I, he, he is Willis and, and Corral are going to be interesting because Yokes Corral runs a little bit too, depending on who drafts them. What's, yeah, um, sure. guys, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask this around, around the, the table here. What'd you learn from this draft? Like what's Davis, what's a thing that you, when you're done this draft, you couldn't wait to get to the next one so that you can kind of apply. Um, I mean, I guess it's probably that there, I'll probably do more running back, running back starts than I anticipated because they're at least right now before ADP has gotten real sharp, there are wide receivers later who I actually like. Like, you know, last year drafting in August or whatever, but wide receiver 55 is like dust. It's, it's, like, it's like in Keel Harry, you know, it's someone, mm-hmm. you don't, it's someone you don't want. But, you know, there were guys, I mean, and also, also, I'm not going to be able to do anything but take McCall Hardman a million times again if oh, he's going to go. If he's going to go this late, he 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 was good for them. Finally, finally, he, he made plays for them in the playoffs for the first time in his he made career. That nice play. He yeah, he's got a nice play. Yeah, he's not a, good he, for me. Discount Gabe Davis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you you don't want guys that you're hoping to buy in the offseason to go off in the playoffs, you know, especially in the big games. No, you really don't. <laughs> Dan, what's uh, what's your your lesson from this one? Yeah, I, I'm kind of similar to to Davis. Um, you know, I feel pretty comfortable with a lot of the re- wide receivers available. You know, on and through like the you know ninth, tenth round, and so I don't mind taking a couple running backs earlier. Um, but the other thing that is that you know, there's a lot of running backs available kind of later too, you know, that I don't mind getting. So I'm going to really be hammering wide receiver uh, the hardest, you know, basically like rounds, you know, one through 11 or something like that with a couple running backs sprinkled in there. But, you know, if I can, if I can get Sony Michelle, uh, you know, Rashad White could even be good. Uh, you know, there's Gus Edwards, for God's sakes, uh, mm-hmm. you know, love Gus Edwards in the best there, balls. There, right now. there, there are there are usable running backs sprinkled in later uh, that you can get your hands on right now. I think as things kind of start to sharpen up a little bit, um, some of those values are going to go away. Some of those wide receiver values are probably going to go away too. But um, this was this was a good draft because there was, you know, most of the picks were fairly sharp, so you didn't 
you didn't see a ton of really falling, falling value. It's just we're all trying to figure out the landscape right now. Theo, what are your thoughts, man? This was a fun one uh, to, to kick off the, the season. What's your lesson learned or something you want to take from this one or that you maybe you already have? Because I know we're doing so many drafts right now, uh, you know, that you've taken uh, moving forward. So for me, it's uh, there's two things. Um, it's I, I wanted to see where Cup, Chase and Debo Samuel kind of end up uh, in redraft wise because we talked about it so much. Um, you know, Chase was a guy I was hoping I could get you know, in the, in the, the back half of the first round. Um, and of course he goes fifth overall uh, in this draft. And I just think it's, especially with chase um, it's, he's going to be one of those guys where you kind of kind of throw ADP out the window. You're you, you're, he's going to end up going, you know, fifth or sixth overall. Um, you're not going to get him in the back half of the first round. Uh, I think that people are expecting even higher ceiling than he, than he showed this year. Um, Cup has kind of settled in to, to second overall um, in a lot of the drafts we're seeing. Um, and then Debo, uh, Debo, we've talked about, you know, him as a, as a, a redraft guy, you know, where's he going to settle in redraft? And it, it's looking like he's going to go with the, you know, the one-two turn um, at least the, the top half of the second round. So that was interesting for me. And I, I think the tight end is always interesting to see where guys start going in these early FFPC drafts because of the tight end premium. Um, and it's looking like to me kind of that that second round is going to be a, a tight end round um, where I think that a lot of a lot of builds are going to end up having Pitts and Andrews and, and Kittle. Uh, and I do think Kelsey will end up going, you know, somewhere after six. So you're going to look at kind of four tight ends going within like 10 picks of one another. Um, I think when when the dust settles. Yeah. Um, I think all, everything you guys said is, is dead on. I, I would just say, that, you know, it's funny. Cause like I, t- I said to, to Davis, when he first commented on where the running backs are in the third and the fourth, what I, what I'm kind of seeing now that I, you know, I always say, I, I want our guests or guys like Dan and Theo, the reason I love, you know, talking fantasy and coming on here on a weekly or, or biweekly is, is just, I want you to change my mind. I want you to, to give me a reason to think a different way. And what I'm coming out of this show from is a little different than what I came out of the draft from. I, I I think those first, you know, few rounds are a lot flatter than they've been in the last few years, which is going to give us the opportunity to build so many more different rosters, you know, and and you guys talked about the running back position, uh, you know, going early and then having a lot of options at receiver. And then you hear a lot of other guys talk about, well, the receiver dries up a little earlier than the, the running back position, or, you know, we talked about the tight end, position and we got more guys in that top tier so for me things are a little flatter in the beginning of these drafts and that makes it more fun i think we're going to have more variety of builds um as we you know obviously going into the off season and we'll see what these win win rates look like uh when the season's over but for me it just makes it more exciting and it, and you know it, it's it's something that we'll keep looking at in this off season we talked about the guests we have coming on um guys anything else we want to pick davis's there's like a million ways i want to go with, with davis i wish i could do a show with him just for like nfts and crypto and stuff but uh i don't want to bore the hell out of our our, our listeners and and you guys because dan and theo you know were kind of looking at me with like i have three heads when when that came up but any, anything we haven't uh picked davis's brain with uh because you know we we want to we want to optimize on on his appearance tonight I have one for Davis. Um, Davis, I'm interested to see where you're at on Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara. Um, you could put the legal thing aside. Just you know, take the legal thing aside. Just Alvin Kamara um, and Dalvin Cook, two guys that I think are a little difficult to price right now in, in uh, redraft and best ball. You know, I I think it's going to be kind of business as usual for Cook. Uh, you know, it's it's so this guy Kevin O'Connell, who I literally, to be honest, had never heard of before was was apparently the quarterback's coach for Minnesota it, the first year Cousins got there. And he said today you know, he did like his first press or whatever. And, you know, he's like, I love Kirk. Kirk's my guy. We want him here. So I, I think and, – and I guess Thielen will be another year older. So, again, maybe they're another team that's in on one of these, you know, Mike Williamses or whatever in free agency. But I, I think it's pretty much Cook is Cook. Kamara, I, I mean, legal stuff aside for Kamara, which does not sound good – uh, I don't think Sean Payton's retiring if he thinks he can crank out 10 wins again with the Saints. I think he's looking at his quarterback room like Jameis on a torn ACL. Taysom Hill is more of a punt gunner than a quarterback. Mike Thomas isn't coming back. 
you know, I got Traquan Smith and Marquez Callaway and I got to go try and win games. Like, I don't think I, and, and, you know, they, they showed with that Ingram trade. So before the Ingram trade, Kamara was not only on pace to have the most touches of his career, he was on pace to have the most touches of his career by like a hundred touches. He was going to get to 300 carries and, and probably a hundred receptions if he didn't get, if, if uh, he didn't get banged. And I think he was on the COVID list too. So mm-hmm. this was the year for Kamara to blow up and it was all lining up and it all was going to happen. And then Jameis got hurt and he got hurt and they traded for Mark Ingram. But I think the trade for Mark Ingram basically shows like, that's it. This was his chance to get 400 touches and they bailed on it halfway through. And I don't think it's ever going to happen now. So you're telling me my rare, my only rare moment on all day, NFL all day, my Traquan Smith out of all the rares to get. You know, it's that, so funny. I got James, man. I got James Washington is my only nice. rare. So we're both, we're basically both in the same yeah, boat. I like it. I like it. And then I watched some dude on YouTube and he cracks open Brady's last touchdown pass, you know, like low numbers. <laughs> just like, yeah, this is going to be good. I'm like, yeah. yeah, good for you, bro. Yeah. Good for you, buddy. <laughs> Guys, this has been awesome, man. This is this is our first uh, draft board review of the of the season. We're gonna do a lot more of these. I know we kind of, you know, we keep talking about balling, and we will be doing some live drafts uh, on air. But we wanted to to start, you know, start giving little uh, little uh, focuses on the best ball game because that's kind of uh, what's dominating right now. Obviously, we, we touched on dynasty with the rookies and stuff. So hopefully, you guys got a lot out of this tonight. Whether you're drafting redraft dynasty or best ball. Uh, follow Davis. He's, he's just a great follow all around. You probably already are, but at Davis Matic, M-A-T-T-E-K. Follow Theo, the OG fantasy. Theo, remind the people, the goodness, dude, you're just bringing in the ballers. Who are the, the ballers coming in the rest of this week, brother? Well, this, this week is great. We we're going uh triple trip three days in a row for Super Bowl week. Davis started out. This was an awesome show. We've got Ryan McDowell coming in tomorrow night to talk dynasty. That's going to be awesome. And then we've got Matt Kelly, the Podfather, on Wednesday. Uh, and then next week, um, next week we have uh, Derek Brown, and then we have John Lobb on Tuesday, right? JD, that's John Lobb yes. on Tuesday. Yeah. So if anybody saw last week, we had uh, Matt Hicks on. Um, Matt and uh, John are both putting out fantastic rookie content. So a lot of the rookies that um, you know Davis talked about and, and Dan talked about tonight that we're excited about. Uh, Matt went into great detail last week. Uh, I'm interested to see John's uh, takes on some of these same guys. And John, also for fantasy players out there, uh, last last year John John gave us his his rookie uh, that he wanted us to take, like his sleeper running back, uh, and it was at Khalil Herbert. So if you played fantasy this year, you got a couple of wins out of Khalil, Khalil Herbert if you took him, um, you know, in the third round or fourth round of uh, of rookie draft. So that alone should get you to tune in this year. John Lobb will help you make some money. Dan, Dan, what, when you get, give your give your quick uh, exit words, your your words of wisdom. But uh, get, you know what? I forgot. I, I let, let's do a quick like prediction on the Super Bowl, man. Like we're you know we're going in the Super Bowl here. Let, let's let Davis. Uh, let the peeps know uh, where his head is at going in this uh, big weekend. I'm on. I'm on the Rams. Uh, I. It's not like the mo- the greatest conviction I've ever had, and also, you know, a Super Bowl without the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, is anyone yeah. like? Is are people that excited about this Super Bowl? <laughs> like, I, like you know, good for Joe Burrow. Whatever. It'll be you know, whichever one of these guys wins, I'll be happy for them. You know, I and also the coaches are such donkeys, right? Do, like, do we really want to live in a world where these guys are rewarded for all these first down runs? You know, it's like so. It's it's just kind of it's just kind of not that great of a Super Bowl. You know, this this gives me big uh, Broncos Panthers vibes, where it was just like it was like great. I'm glad I'm glad we got so excited about that for two weeks. Like that game sucked. <laughs> oh come on! It can't be that bad, can it? Well, maybe it can. Half, uh, halftime show should be good. <laughs> halftime show should be good. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, I, you know, I, I think the Rams are going to win. Um, I'd just like to see the Bengals do it just for, just for the heck of it. Uh, you know, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, if they win, they they do it by not running Joe Mixon uh, on first down every single time. But, um, you know, it, it kind of looks like they probably will. So that's why I'm picking the Rams. 
Theo, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to flip the script and I'm going to go Bengals. I think Bengals win, and I think Bengals win by more than a field goal. I think they're going to turn Stafford mm-hmm. over, and I think that uh, Joe Burrow's the real deal. We beat the like Davis said, the Chiefs. The Chiefs lost lost twice to Bengals in the last month. I think the Tennessee game. I mean, they they seem like they're uh, a little bit of team of destiny, and uh, I'm rolling with Burrow and Super Bowl champion Zach Taylor. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it's it's one of those where my my head says the Rams, and you know, I, like you just said, Theo, it's it's hard to not cheer for the Bengals. Uh, just you know, everything about it as as we talked about. But uh, yeah, I think I think it'll be a better. It's funny because it's like the two teams that we didn't think would be there, right, Davis? That's kind of the thing, right? So it's like now, which one do you? Everyone, everyone for like the last month is like, well, it's just going to be Chiefs Buccaneers again. <laughs> yeah, and right. then after the Chiefs, after the Chiefs beat the Chiefs Bills, everyone was like, well, it's really going to be, it's really going to be Chiefs Buccaneers. Like, you know, I can't, I can't, I'll never get over that game. Mahomes having a QBR of 1.4 in the second <laughs> half. I'll never, I don't think I'll ever forget it. I'll be like 60 years old telling people I still can't believe that they, that they didn't get there in that game. All right, yeah, boys. That was, that was very unchiefs like. Let's wrap this up, uh, Davis. This has been awesome, man. I've I've wanted you uh, wanted you to come on the show for a while. So uh, Theo made it happen. We appreciate you taking the time. Good luck uh, the rest of these playoffs and uh, in this off season. Hopefully, we can get you back. Uh, maybe talk a bit more kind of dynasty later in in the off season. And uh, good luck in all your endeavors, brother. Big big fan yeah. of uh, what you're doing. Keep it up. Let's do it. Thanks for having me, everybody. Yep. Theo, awesome and show, guys. Our pleasure, pleasure, guys. Cheers, boys. Guys, smash the like, smash the subscribe. We'll check you all later. You know the Pope listens Dynasty our religion For the blokes missing On all of these trades On all of these plays On all of these grades By the end of the day Y'all getting played So what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex Send the homie a text That trash offers the best You try to make it complex Then they text you back Now all of a sudden They don't make any sense <laughs> Broaden your horizons, boy Dynasty's not for the Simons, boy Trade's not for consignment, boy Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy This my advice from me to you Open up your cute little podcast queue Search up G-O-A-T District, my dude Pop it in your ear, man, y'all know what to do It's the... And I always be traded And I always be traded And I always be traded Y'all try to betray them But first you gotta bait them Fish, fish